from the Boomer and the Babe studio at the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business and your best self. Now here are Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Hello all and welcome. Hello and welcome to Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. I'm Dr. Terry Munther, along with author and entrepreneur Tom Legering. Each month we get together on this program to discuss and share ideas for meeting personal and financial goals and improving the quality of our lives and improving the quality of the lives of others. We'll talk about the tried and true concepts found in the book, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours. And we'll also hear from business partners and guests, if we have any today. I think Tom Legering is our business partner and guest this morning, uh, telling us about success stories such as the GPS program that we'll be discussing more through this show today. We hope you'll join in the conversation by calling or emailing us your thoughts and comments at blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer and babe or www.successforfailure.org. Welcome all. Welcome, Tom. I'm not with you today. I'm still up north at beautiful Loon Lake, Washington. In fact, I'm in Loon Lake School District um, in in my office uh, coming to you. And then next month, I hope to be with you in person. But how, how is Arizona? How are you doing? Uh, it, the, the weather's been absolutely magnificent down here also. I mean, we've had a March type of uh, early May, but we, we're looking for the uh, triple digits uh, at the end of this week. So the the month is closing out like it would normally be. But uh, golf course is in great shape. People are feeling good about things, and uh, we're moving right along. And like uh, we... We won't have our our guests that were that were scheduled. They had a, a conflict of of timing. Um, a, a lady, her name is Cricket Banderos, and she has a uh, a autism uh, group that's called um, the the Sound of Autism, and she uses music to help them and. Uh, she's going to help me uh, get students for our uh, autism program that we have here at the club. So two things are going on, and the, on the 4th of July, we're going to have the Autism Spectrum. It's the third annual Autism Spectrum that we're having. It's where we have a tournament. The club donates all its proceeds to uh, having our, our class for um Kids on the autism spectrum, and we're we're just so happy that we get uh, other other groups that are helping us, and that's uh, the other group that's helping us is Autism Speaks. That's another group that really helps trying to promote, and they see the value of the program that we do here at Sun City, which I know Terry, you're in in education, and you know that when you have kids that are on the spectrum, it's kind of hard to integrate them into the classes. So there's two things that's going on. A, we're going to have our, on the 4th of July, we'll have a, a tournament to raise funds. But on um, kind of later that month, we will be having uh, 10 uh, uh, kids on the autism spectrum. 
we try to keep it age nine to about eighteen, but we're we're not totally glued to those numbers. Depends on the, how functioning the the children are, but we teach social skills and motor skills through the game of golf, and that is a so, really so big Tom, program. If, if, uh parents or guardians or family members are interested and would like to enroll their child for that event, how do they do that? How do they get hold of you to get them enrolled? All they have to do is uh, contact me. They can do it through the the show uh, or they can contact me by my personal my personal and business email, which is tom at suncitycountryclub.org. We're going to take the first 10 students that that apply there's no cost to the to the uh, parents or the student we're not trying to sell them anything we just feel that uh, golf is a vehicle that helps these kids uh, really um, enjoy and gain some enjoyment from their lives and uh, we've had some really wonderful letters but my big problem in the past has been getting organizations that will just send me kids that that are on the spectrum. So, uh, but since then, now this is my fourth year of doing the classes, and only the second year of of doing the Spectrum Open. But uh, we're looking at um, getting more cooperation. So, if we get more than ten kids, then what we'll do, depending on the funds that we raise, we might have more than one class. So, hopefully, we we're going to be able to do it quarterly so that uh, all the parents have to do is bring their kids to the club. They first register, then bring your child to the club. Uh, We usually have it from 9 o'clock until 10 o'clock, so it's uh, or 10 to 11 is usually when it is. And we just go out on the golf course. We're not interfering with the regular play. We have uh, a, uh, a system we use. It's called Snag It. And the kids learn, they're, they're le- really learning uh, some motor skills, and we start out where they're basically throwing uh, tennis balls at a target that's Velcro, and we graduate them over the fourth class, so it's one class a week for four weeks, and w- they actually graduate to where they're out on our driving range hitting golf balls. And it is such a huge accomplishment where they feel that they've actually accomplished something and they have something to look forward to. So that's uh, it's a big part of our program. And, and this has been ongoing. I know for a few years that we've been working together, Tom, and all the proceeds that we've gotten from this show and the book and any presentations we've done, we've, we've used it for autism education. And uh, we've got some great success stories uh, from parents whose children have gone through the program. We're always looking, again, for uh, parents and family members who who might be interested in this event, but also for sponsors. And, and again, as Tom uh, told you, give him a, a call or an email at Sun City Country Club um, or, as we said, to this show, successorfailure.org. And uh, we'd love to have more sponsors and more help and, and more people to get involved because part of what we have been doing for the last few years as we work together is utilizing Tom's book, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours, uh, to help people get started in new careers or get out of situations they don't want to be in and want to improve their lives. But also, um, we have really spent the bulk of our time working with, with 
kids as well and um, trying to give back, which I think really is part of the message of, of the book and part of our message too is that as we improve our lives and things get better for us, and frankly, one of our goals that we may be able to check off our list is actually improving the lives of others. And when you do that, um, it, it just has a special feeling to you. You know, one of the favorite sayings I like from General Schwarzkopf, he said, when you help someone else up the hill, you're getting closer to the top yourself. And that's very true. You know, as we help others up, uh, we're getting there too because we're right along with them. So. It's heartwarming, uh, it's important, it's helpful to these kids and families, and we, we hope you would join in and, and help out. Um, as I said, I'm calling from a, a school right now, and I'm working, uh, as we've talked about in this show, uh, back into education, retired after 30-some years in education. I got called back working uh, part-time with, with a small school district and, and loving the kids and, and the programs, but same type of thing. All kids need help. They need mentorship. They need a good adult role model. And they need activities that they feel they can succeed in and have fun in. And so this, when we talked about golf lessons, whether it be for autistic students or, Tom, I know we're going to talk more about the other program. You've really gotten immersed in uh, golf and public schools GPS program which I know uh, you and I spent a lot of time kind of brainstorming over to get that going, um, trying to use some of my education background, but you have really taken the ball and run it uh, with it with the help of a lot of others. So whether we're talking about students who have physical and mental handicaps to students who we just simply want to say, here's another way you can find success, you can find a career, you can find joy, if you will, and, uh, oh, by the way, you can bring along your parents, and, and, it, and it becomes a family event as well. And so, you know, we've talked in the past about, uh, you know, great pro program, First Tee, started off for smaller children to get them involved in golf and learn life lessons and, and really kind of taken that brainchild, if you will, and so, well, you know, we've got so many kids that are in high school that aren't being served with a program like that, that don't aren't really looking at golf as a sport, um, that may not be looking certainly at golf as a career. And so we started looking into and talking about could there be a program developed for those kids uh, to really learn life lessons as well, but also look then at careers and, and, and the sport, which is a lifetime sport. So all of these things really that we're kind of turning our energies to uh, lately have been for kids. And certainly my job is about kids. And so I, I'm very interested in both programs, want to continue to, to keep involved in both. And as I said, uh, Tom, I'll be back in Arizona when the school year ends. Uh, and we get the kids on the buses for the last day, ring the bell, and uh, I'll, I'll be heading south. We actually do. We have a school bell in this building. It's an old tradition, which is kind of nice. And as the buses are pulling in on the first day of school and as the buses pull out on the last day, uh, the superintendent, which is me, gets up and rings the bell, which says goodbye or hello to the kids. And, and the school bell chimes all over the community. You can hear it. It's actually quite beautiful, but it's a, a neat tradition as well. So when the bell rings, um, we'll be heading south uh, and 
we'll be working more with you on these two initiatives, uh, both the autism piece as well as the GPS. But I'd like to turn it over to you, really, Tom. Uh, and I know uh, you may have done some background work, but if someone's listening to this for the first time and, and again, may want to get involved in this GPS program, I'm hoping you can give a brief background. I kind of just did some of that about what it is and who you are serving and have served, uh, where we want to take it, and, and how people are getting on board to help. I think, thank you very much uh, uh, for what you said, because, I mean, that really sets up where we're at with this. Um, we we started the GPS program, that's golf in public, you know, golf program in schools. And, I mean, we would work with charter schools or, uh, but we're looking for an underserved market. And we're not necessarily, there's first tee and there's junior golf. And they do a great job, but they're mainly looking for people that, um, what can I say, they want them to be tournament players and go on to to, uh, to scholarship and, and professional golf. Um, I'm more interested in the student and the underserved population of students, uh, which I find are kids that don't really think about golf, and maybe they don't get it from their parents uh, to do what what opportunities in your life are available from golf. And it's, Terry, I know you're a golfer, and you belong to country clubs, and you belong to this country club here, uh, but golf just affects our whole lives. It can affect our family life, it can affect us personally, and it can affect our community. So what I'm doing with the golf program, or what we're doing with the golf program, is we started, our initial program was over at Peoria High School, which I got to tell you, the teachers in in Peoria Union Unified School District are unbelievable. The amount of pressure they have in the class sizes and everything else, and then the kids coming from different whatever you want to call it, social economic classes, um, like program that we had that we we just finished up at Peoria High School. And with the help of uh, the PE teacher, Teresa Fuller, and the school, Phil Camacho, the athletic director, they allowed us to come over and put this program on. The kids, when we, our first class, I have to tell you, the kids were wondering, like, what are these guys trying to do? Well, here's a golf course owner-manager coming over, introducing golf to them, bringing two PGA professional teachers and uh, one volunteer who is uh, Carrie Theall. And the four of us went to nine classes, eight of which were on campus. We went to the gym. The kids were hitting wiffle balls, which are safety, uh, but the, your swing and your attention and your grip and everything is identical as if you were out on the golf course. So we taught them some fundamentals of golf, but what we're really trying to teach, GPS, the reason I use that name, is GPS is to help kids find the path for the life that they should be living. It's putting them on a path where they can get life benefit 
from golf where they can have mentors come in and talk to them. So we started out with one um, freshman class, and the reason we do freshman class is because in the freshman class, all the kids have to take PE. So we have the PE teacher, and we had a 45-minute class for the girls and a 45-minute class for the boys. Uh, truthfully, the boys were a little rougher, but as time went on, we got more and more of them to really see what we were trying to accomplish. And it wasn't what we wanted to accomplish, it's what we wanted them to be able to accomplish. That was that was the big push. But with the girls, it was amazing that the the acceptance and uh, really trying to be better. And I have to tell you, we had 70 kids, 73 kids come over from the school to do a, a field trip. So they came here on the eighth week, and they got to hit off the driving range, the putting, the chipping, and then they had the fourth stop, which was where I was talking to them about life lessons you can learn from golf which I did small snippets of this in each class, but this was kind of accumulation of what I wanted to, the points that I wanted them to take away. And in that, I had a um, uh, broadcaster, John Bloom, from the the, uh, Phoenix Suns. Um, I found that if I talk, I'm 77, so if I talk about things I know about, you know, or people I know about, they don't even know who I'm talking about when you said... John Bloom from the Phoenix Suns, uh, they all got it. <laughs> so so <laughs> there's a whole different level. You can't be talking about uh, Dan Marley or some of the other Phoenix Suns that they don't know about. But you have to talk about the people that are in and enjoying the benefits of golf today because they're the only ones these kids know about. They don't know the history of it. So that was lesson learned on my part. And anyway, we we gave them a survey. There was about, I think there was 12 questions, and a lot of it was um, essay. They had to write something. We had 67 of the kids completed the entire survey, handwritten, while we were there, and they turned them in. Uh, the, number, the percentages of how the people responded to to uh what we were doing was just it was it was like overwhelming uh in support of of the uh, life lessons that we were teaching so what we got was 80 um I'm looking for the exact number here it was uh 89% liked the program uh and of the people that didn't turn in, so we're not including those in that percentage. But when you get 89% of the of the students in anything that that like what's going on or uh, or can can work with that, uh, it's just absolutely amazing. So uh, 83 indi- 83% uh, indicated that they want to play more golf in the future. Uh, 21 percent intend to play golf in school and some plan to try out for the high school golf team. 31% will consider pursuing golf-related scholarships. 11% indicated they neither like nor dislike the class, and the other 89% like the class. 
And I mean, if you know anything about surveys and and kids in this group who never, when 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 we started out the class, I mean, there was only one person that had ever played any kind of real golf, and it was uh, other than uh, putt putt golf, you know. So the, that's, this is you know, that's com- amazing, amazing results, amazing feedback. It, um, you know, and that to take that many completed, first of all, it's a high number of completion for any survey, and secondly, that 89%, uh, that, that's hard to argue with. It, it is. And what what we were able to do is, I mean, we incentivize them to, to write. So the winner of the boys and the girls, the one that wrote the best information and completed it the best. We gave away a starter set of golf clubs to the boy and girl, but then we also gave five uh, one-hour golf lessons to five boys and five girls. So there was some kind of incentive for them to do it, but, I mean, they could say whatever they wanted, and it, it, it just shows that if you give them some attention because I'm well one of the things I want to say is two of the girls in in this class of 73 were homeless I mean this is a title one school and a lot of the kids go there because they get two free meals a day yeah I mean this is you know I mean this the whole school district Peoria is an upscale city but every upscale city also has some people that are just getting started out and in in the parents some of the parents did not encourage the kids to come to our camp and in others uh the parents did so um but the kids themselves came here they were so well behaved we had not one disciplinary problem i mean we had teachers here to to look at it and i had members of the club volunteered to um to uh, mentor the kids in the different disciplines, and we had PGA pros here teaching the class and showing the kids what to do, and they had learned enough about it that uh, when they came here, it was really, it was a treat. Not one of them had ever been to a country club before. No. Yeah, and, and you know, and that's an amazing thing. And, you know, a Title One school simply meaning that's a, a higher poverty area for free and reduced lunches, which is what you said. And yeah. then to have <clears throat> very uh, often kids, you know, from from high poverty areas are not exposed to the game of golf. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be golf, but just exposure to things that can provide them with, with fun and opportunities for a lifetime. You you just can't you can't beat that. And so, so so far, it, you've served this class of 70, 73. The results sound amazing. I guess I've got two questions. Is, um, what, what's the plan of serving more kids in the future? And, um, and you know, are we having sponsorship help uh, coming in the future? <clears throat> I was, I've been following, obviously, um, you know all of all of the communications regarding GPS, and it sounds like also we've gotten some some good press coverage or uh, interest from the public, I should say. Yes, uh, it, it it is. Uh, I I will say that I've I've been in business a long time, over fifty five years, and I have never 
worked on a program where everybody says yes. It's usually yes, but, or no. And in this program, everybody seems to want to help. Uh, I, I, the club did finance this entire operation, so we were the initial sponsor of, of the program. But there's a lot of people that did contribute, and some people uh, contributed used golf clubs. So we were able to, um, well, I'll just finish up with this program. What we're, what we're, your question was, are, are we going to, how are we going to go forward? Uh, I, I sent a request to uh, the, the superintendent of, of schools, Dr. Santorelli, and his assistant superintendent, Dr. Cruz, and invited them to come here on the field trip. So they came and got to see the kids and see what – I didn't have them interrelate with it because I didn't want the kids to to feel that there was, you know, more more supervision than normal. So uh, we kind of watched it from afar, and afterward we had lunch and uh, kind of introduced the concept of what we're trying to do. So they knew about it being in their school and, and all that, but we introduced what we were trying to do. And so I, I'm, I serve on the Peoria Education Foundation and uh, as a board of director member. And I learned how much need there is over there and how much they're doing with limited resources. I mean, I know you could talk for months about how money is necessary to fund the school districts and how, you know, people think, oh, you're spending too much money, but how much is too much when you're looking at, at the future of our country, with the, which is the kids that are going through our education and getting it or not getting it. And right. Anyway, that, that's, a, that's a whole different subject. But what we're doing <laughs> is bringing this program to the schools at no cost to the district, do I have a program, a monetary program that uh, would, that the students w- could pay more for? Yes, golf is not free for life. But what I'm doing is every time a student comes through the program, they will get a certificate. We gave a certificate to every one of the kids, and they are now allowed to come here in, in our summer program. So we're going to have an intermediate program, and we're going to have a... Um, an advanced pr- program. So beginners and, and intermediate, excuse me, there's two, a beginner and an intermediate. And there are classes that they can go to and pay for more lessons, and they're at cost. They're at reduced cost. Then we have a, a $5 clinic. So any one of the students, once a week, we're going to have a clinic for the students, and they can come out for $5. And I told every one of the students, if you have an economic problem with $5, you come and talk to me, and I'll get you a scholarship. If you show up, we're going to supply them with golf clubs so that they can participate at no cost. Um, a lot of my members have donated clubs so they're used. They're not brand new. We're not spending money. I mean, I'm a businessman, too. So this isn't something that I want to spend a lot of money on stuff. I want to try to get stuff donated that the kids can use and benefit from. 
And so we're doing that. Then I sent a letter. I found out that there's 3,270 freshmen in the schools. There's seven high schools in Peoria Unified School District. And so I sent a letter to Dr. Santorelli and Dr. Cruz and asked them if I could have their permission to bring this program to all freshmen in their in their uh, district. And I got, uh, I have to say, I, I got an email acceptance last Friday, and I am so excited about being able to do this <clears throat> Yeah, program. that's a big step. That's a lot of kids. That, I mean, trying to get that many kids to come to my class and, I mean, come out to the club. And uh, there's a lot of logistics that is not worked out at this time. (laughs) And so so one of the things is that there is cost to to do this. And so we are looking for sponsors. Um, It costs about $5,500 a school to to do this. And I am going to continue to do Peoria High School because uh, I don't know if there's enough uh, funds in that area to do this, and I I will continue. And it's primarily because of the reaction that I got from those kids. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I I can't ex- I don't have to explain it to you, Terry, because you've seen working with kids in in your whole life, and you see when you can actually get a kid on the right path, and you you what you get the feeling you get from that is uh is undescribable i mean that's that's it's a reason to be in life it's why you do this kind of stuff i mean why do you try to do this or why do you all i can say is if you've ever seen a kid where you mentor him and you see them actually making changes i mean i i worked with uh five of the young ladies in the class and five of the boys and to see the changes that they made and where they're starting to look, and I would give them stuff, I, you have to look this up and it, make them do something and come back. And if they would come back with some information or questions, then I would work with them. And i tell them, if you're not going to do any work, I'm not going to help you. I'm too busy. So they would yeah. all go and do the things that I ask them to do and they would come back and they would remember what the previous lesson was and and the one before that and the one before that and how they did. And then you see them develop in a swing where they gain confidence. They went from they they didn't even know how to hold a golf club to where they're putting these beautiful golf swings on. I mean, that I wished I had. (laughs) (laughs) And you just see them and, and... you see the enthusiasm that they have for it. And then you start talking about jobs and career opportunities. Like my most significant one, especially for the girls, is last year there were 200 full-ride scholarships available to uh, Division One colleges. There were 200 out of 1,600 that went unapplied for for girls. I mean... That's seventy-two thousand five hundred thrown down the drain. Yeah, and there's yeah. some parent that's struggling to make <laughs> these ridiculously high cost of college. But this isn't just the cost of college books and tuition. This is full ride scholarships. This is life changing things that happen to a young person 
where they are brought in. They have food, clothing, shelter, tuition, uh, books, um, transportation. Uh, if they're not doing well in school, they can get a mentor. I mean, these are these are things that that developing a golf ability really shows up. And I have three girls from well, actually five girls um, came to our our club, and we were talking about on their own time. They had a day off, and they came over on a day when. And Teresa Fuller, their PE teacher, is the one that brought them over. And uh, then she also brought 33 other PE teachers from the district to see what the program was about. And so what we're going to do in the initial phase, I mean, if we get enough money, I will have PGA professionals teaching these classes all the way through. But I don't think for a starting class, i got to have a backup offer to that, a backup method. And what we're going to do is we've already given one class to the PE teachers, and so we will do more of that kind of training. So we'll we'll come in and do one class at each one of the seven high schools. That's one module. It's <clears throat> Yeah, and and that's so, a good model. I mean, that's you know, in our business, it's, it's called teach the teachers or train the teachers because once you've done that then you know they can carry it on on. and it expands from there rather than try to just have your core of of people so it's actually a much more sustainable model and that makes a lot of you know makes a lot of sense to go that direction and the cool thing about it obviously is you may get a kid who came out and hit some balls and um, and maybe that that spark hits next year or they get into college and say, gosh, I remember we had this experience in, in high school, and I'd like to take that back up again or look more into that. So sometimes it, it's simply, you know, lighting the light bulb that may go dim for a while, but then come back at a later time. You never know how these experiences may affect a, a student positively even later on in life. It's, well, see, that's the exact thing that I have in mind because what we're looking at is we're getting the freshmen. Each one of these schools, by the way, has a golf team. And Peoria has a Future Farmers of America group. That's because it's a 125-year-old school in a state that's only about 102 years old. So you can, this, these, this school has been around a long time. And anyway, from that, and the, the students that are, that are moving through the, the program... They're allowed to uh, on to the golf team, so I encourage them to do that. But in the summer, so what we try to do is do this program in the in the spring, so they get out toward the summertime. Well, in the summertime, I can give them more things, like we're putting this golf program together. And when they go through the program, it's not that. They're just abandoned. Okay, you went through it. You're a freshman. Thank you very much for going through our program. Goodbye. It's they, every summer, from June to, well, from the time they get out of school till the time they go back. And whatever that those dates are will be dictated by the school, not by me. When they're out of school, they will have free golf. All they have to do is go get a paying adult, so 
My golf in the summer is around $25, and I supply a golf cart with that. So if they get an adult to come out and play golf, I'll be charging $12.50 per, per person. So the, the, the student is free. The, they just bring a person to play with. So I'm looking at this may be some way that there's a lot of stay-at-home type of, of parents. I don't want to say moms because I've seen men and women be stay-at-home with the kids. And the stay-at-home parent may want to do some things with their child. And here's a perfect yeah. perfect example, right? Yeah, it really is. It would, uh, you know, it would work for them. It would also work for, you know, homeschooling parents, any any of those, oh, yeah. you know. I, I, I think, oh, you know, I, I think the market is there, the need is there. I, I just think the, the cool thing about the program is kids having access to something they would not have had access to, or whether it be career access or pleasure, um, you know, with a sport access. And and that's a gift, you know, that's a gift that's, that's a tremendous one to give students of that age because you just never know where they're going to take it. And I do hope, you know, that we can continue to expand it and expand it to teachers, but then also expand it through business and individuals who want to assist so that you're not having to, to carry the financial burden on this because it, it it's a simple it's a simple idea that I don't think anyone could argue with. It's just a matter of how do we get businesses and others to sign on and say, Yeah, well we can lend support in this way and so I think isn't that the natural next step is really partnerships and sponsorships? That that's ab- absolutely what we're trying to do. We're we're looking at at different places. I, I I, I am the sponsor of the first program and will continue to do that. Even if I got outside, I I want to be the sponsor. Sun City Country Club is going to constantly sponsor Peoria High School, and I'll do that with my time. That's free, and uh, any any other things I can do. But see, what we do is we go out and we're trying to get people to donate used clubs for us. You have no idea how people go out and buy stuff, and then they just put it in their garage. My own wife bought a set of clubs approximately 25 years ago. Uh, Never used them. Never (laughs) used them. And so I just told her, I said, I'm going to let the kids use them because I need stuff for the girls. And at first she said, well, I... And then I said, really? And she said, no. (laughs) That's fine, take them. So... You know, it's it's just that. So the the whole idea is not just it's not just golf for for um, what for entertainment and recreation. It's golf for life lessons from golf. It's honesty, integrity. It's socializing. It's it's what we're talking about: bringing kids into a social media free zone. Where there right. is no fear of them getting a concussion. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. concussions are are a big thing when the kids play play a, a lot of the sports. They're getting, you know, especially football. It is yeah. it is really dangerous for young kids. And but golf is you're out in the in the sunshine. You cannot use your phone. Phones are turned off. Oh, what a concept! 
I can't email my friends. I can't take pictures. You could you could have your your phone and take pictures, but you can't be on doing emailing and stuff like that. You right. can have yeah. a phone, but you can't. I, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So, so I mean, so you've gotten at least it sounds like tentative permission to expand this in Peoria School District in Arizona. Yeah. Um, and that's a that's a great step, and I know it will continue to you know get information out there through any media forms uh, for people who may want to get involved and assist in in some other ways. But it sounds like it's taken off and it's been successful. And um, you know, people always ask me in the business, how do you know when they learned it, or how do you know it was successful? And we always say we you got to have data, and you've got just a, a beginning pieces of data, but what you have is excellent to show the success of the program in its early, early stages. So yeah. I'm kind of hoping uh, others come along on this journey with us, but it's a, it's a great idea. It's a great program. You can't go wrong when you expose kids to these sorts of things, whether it be life lessons or career opportunities or or a sport for a lifetime. So. Yeah, and and see, the, the, there's also career opportunities. See, and that's right. There's 22 job and career opportunities in golf. Now, I'm not gonna, you know, blow smoke in somebody's ear about. Um, there's a lot of jobs right now in golf. They they're hard to get, but they there are going to be a lot of higher paying jobs because there's some golf courses that are shutting down, and there's a group of people that are passing through golf. So um, those jobs need to be replaced. The people need to be replaced as you move forward. But there's the agronomy side of it where, where those jobs are available. There's the general manager on down to uh, the people that are picking golf balls off the, off the range. But what I see, you know, the, the feedback I'm getting is – we did the class. They did it. They did some a nice survey, but I'm getting those kids to come out here and take advantage of the golf lessons. They're calling. I mean, and they're so respectful. I mean, I, I I'm just absolutely blown away. I mean, last uh, Sunday, um, we or yeah, Saturday we had it. Last Saturday we had a golf clinic here for five dollars and for the for the class and then afterward they had another class so they went to their free one also and the uh the one lady young lady was sitting out on the patio and i i said well how come you're sitting here she said well my father dropped me off and then he had to go somewhere and he's going to be back i said well why aren't you out putting she said oh well i don't putt very well and i took her out and showed her a couple things, you know, like put a T on each side of your putter and then just get repetition from about two or three feet away from the hole so you you learn how to to putt. And she was using risk. And I said, okay, no risk. I just gave her a couple of minutes. And the delight that you get back from somebody when you're you're trying to help them like that, I mean, it's – there's no there's no earthly compensation for that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it is yeah. so. It is such a, a a wonderful feeling. I I just can't explain that enough to people. Why do you do it? That's why I do it. And so I'm seeing that 
our program when we go through the schools, it'll be all-inclusive because I have uh, retired teachers who, who special need teachers that will come in and teach that that part of the program or, or those children will set up a special program for them or whatever we need to do. So that'll be handled. Then the other thing about the program as it as it goes through the entire um, way, what I'm looking at at my age and what I'm trying to do is grow the game of golf. That's what I want to do. And it's not just because I own a golf club. I want to grow the the game of golf nationally because of the benefits that people get from playing golf. I mean, yeah. There's life lessons. I mean, I I talked to one gentleman at at one of the committee meetings I go to, and I said, well, how did golf ever help you? And he said, well, when I was going through college, I I lived out on a farm, and it was, I had to go to the the golf place, which was when you go to a tournament or something, it could be 50 miles away, and he had no transportation. So he said he took his golf clubs with him, and he would just set them there, and people would stop and pick him up because he obviously wasn't a, a mean person or going to try to rob him because he's a golfer. So he has <laughs> honesty and integrity, and he's a, a, a forthright individual. And yeah. he said he never, if a car came by, he got a ride. And so he was never late for any of his tea times or anything that he was doing, no matter where it was. And he said, there's one thing that I gained from golf. But he, it that incident made him, allowed him to go to college and and compete. And the people that he met because of golf and the social relationships that you build because of golf, <clears throat> is, that yeah. puts you in the tribe. I mean, that, you know, it's like yeah. these gangs that kids belong to. That, that it's it's the same thing. You just want to be in a tribe. And golfers are all in the <clears throat> golfer tribe. And people in it are generally the people that you want to associate with. They're the people that you want to get jobs from. And those are, those are th- things that you can't sub- describe to people. But on this national plane, what, what the overall, what my job is to is to just get it to go in Peoria Unified School District. That's what my job is. And to go to the next step, I am looking for somebody that wants to run this as a business. I have it set up as a nonprofit. GPS is a nonprofit. We don't have our our status back from the federal government yet, but we will get that shortly. And um, I'm looking for somebody that wants to the the mission would be to go to some of the other clubs that would normally be competitors of mine, but you go to them anyway and have them sponsor a school or a school district. They have to sponsor at least one school and be the sponsor of that, and they have to take on a school district where they go out and get other sponsors. Now, GPS will eventually supply all of the the staff uh, that's necessary to do it and supply all the uh, information and the the printed matter and everything that is necessary to run the program. And then I'm looking for a person that wants to run that on a national basis. That's that's the the bottom line. And that person 
hopefully would be somebody that's gone through a scholarship program, somebody that has played golf at a high level, uh, somebody that really is tied to golf and understands how important it is to get young people who are missing out on golf. Like First Tee is a great organization. Junior Golf is a great organization, but they're missing some some kids. I mean, they do the the thing on TV, the pitch, putt, and drive contest, and I mean, they're wonderful things. But not every kid can hit the hit the ball, you know, 250 yards. And you know, now will more kids be able to do that in the future if more kids are introduced to it? Absolutely. There, there yeah. will be people that'll uh, just be drafted up, you know, to be on a competitive level. But I'm just looking for the kids that that are looking for how to change their life by being in a sport that's a social sport. You know, like when you go fishing, you usually go fishing with one other person and you just go. But in golf. You come to the club, you call up, if you're in a in a town by yourself and you don't know anybody, you call a club and you say, um, "Is it? do you have an open tea time for a person that's not a member? Well, yes, we do at this time. Well, I'm a single. That's no problem, sir. Come on out. Or ma'am. Then they come out and you get put with three people that are from usually from that area and you you have an instant ability to socialize. It's it's with people of your same ilk, and that's that's uh, that to me is what golf is all about. Yeah, and, it, it, and, and then you're building social skills, you're building communication skills, you're building people's ability to meet new people, and that's all life skills that you don't even think about. Um, so it again, you know, in, in summary, I would just say it's heading the right direction. I'm really proud to be as involved as I have been, but I know when I get down there, uh, hopefully we can uh, we can dig in even a little deeper. I'm going to have to get back to my day job here pretty soon, yeah, Tom. Uh, I, I know. And I didn't know if you had anything else you wanted to share today before I let you go and, and head back to to our kids to work. here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, it's it's just uh, that I I really appreciate everything that you're doing and see because I don't have the teaching background and I know that when we go forward we are you know if I, right now I have a lawyer that that wrote up our our LLC and is trying to get us into the nonprofit status but I have several nonprofits that will take donations so people can either write it off as a um, advertising or they can write it off as a charitable contribution. So we're getting all these things lined up, and I look forward to you getting back down here in uh, in another month. And so yeah. Yeah. next Me month too. I'm going to have I'm I'm going to have uh, cricket and a lady named Margaret Ortiz on my show, our show, and Good. we will um, there we'll talk more about the autistic. Uh, angles to what we're trying to do and what they're trying to do. Uh, Margaret has, uh, is really the, her children is my inspiration of why I'm working with autistic. And it's her, her two kids were twins, both with, uh, both autistic. Um, and they now, they're working on their master's program 
They had a full-ride scholarship at the University of Arizona. They are working on their master's program, but they're so smart, they actually are in jobs that are paying them. Yeah. (laughs) That that will eventually wind up uh, getting their master's degrees. And I just go, oh, (laughs) it's amazing. And, I mean, they, they just had a mom that gave up everything about her life and focused on getting those kids to be productive. And that's what I want to see happen in our program with helping autistic. I'm not saying that they're all going to get master's degrees and have full-ride four-year scholarships, academic scholarships. I'm saying that maybe we can help some of these kids move in that direction, and that's, that's what really drives me. Yeah, and, it, and that's a that's a great goal. Um, I'm going to sign off. Did you want to keep going, or should we close no, the I show think we'll, for this yeah, we'll, edition? We'll just we'll just close right now, and then we'll see everybody okay. next month. All right. Well, thank you, and thanks, Tom, for um, what you're doing with GPS and with the autistic group of uh, uh, programs that we have going. We're proud of all of them. Uh, With that, we want to thank you for joining us on Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. We hope you'll join us next month at uh, 9 o'clock a.m. live on the last Wednesday of the month or anytime on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer and babe. In the meantime, feel free to comment and join in the discussion by emailing us at successorfailure.org. Once again, this is Dr. Terry Munther and Tom Legering reminding you that success or failure The choice is yours. Goodbye, all. See you later, Tom, and thank you, Pete. Thank you. See you next month. You've been listening to Success or Failure with Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Success or Failure is a Boomer and the Babe Enterprises radio production. Contact them at boomerandthebabe.com. 